This podcast includes adult content and explicit language. Hello, welcome to Character Chaos, a podcast where we explore fiction one character at a time. I'm Rhiannon, I'm joined by my co-host Margaret. Hello! Hello. Welcome to the... Wait, what episode is this? Oh god, nice. 37th annual Character Chaos Podcast! Woo! I was trying to do like a Caesar impression, but I I don't know how he does it. You know? I, I feel like you need more oomph in your voice. You know, like Sorry. Channel your inner tutu. The only I, I just want to do his laugh so badly. You know, he's just like, <laughs> you know, like out of nowhere. Like the most <laughs> terrifying thing you've ever heard. Honestly, one of the best characters ever, to be honest. He Why are we talking about him? a line and gets on that stage. It's like, hello, Penham! It's him and his blue hair down <laughs> against the world. What a king. And now we get to see his fucking descendant. Descendant? Descendant? Descendant. Ancestor. Ascendant. Ascendant. Jason Schwartzman is what His I'm trying to say. Ascendant. We get to see him. Oh, I'm so excited. That's the best casting I've ever seen. That's no, that, like that's fantastic. The Yellow Jackets. Love this. Level of casting. The yellow Jackets level of casting. Very true. <laughs> uh, sex education level casting. Yes. Yeah. Love it. Obsessed. But that's not what we're talking about. Yes. We haven't actually said what we're talking about. What are we talking about, Margaret? You tell me, bitch. Okay, wow. You <laughs> shot that right back at me. Um. <laughs> We are talking about Katniss Everdeen from The Hunger Games. Woo! No. Yes. I love the way he says it in her first interview where he just goes like, Katniss Everdeen. He says it just like that. And every time I'm just yeah. like, ooh, it hits the spot. Yeah. Everdeen. Sorry, I just, I miss Caesar. He's so he's such Me a miserable too. fucker in the last two movies that I'm like, oh, Caesar, I miss you. <laughs> yeah. He makes those first two movies, honestly. What's that music that's in the background for this? feels like... Legend. Love him. But we're not talking... Can we talk about Caesar? Can we talk about Caesar today? I'm so obsessed with him. We'll keep bringing him up. He's relevant. Probably. Can I just shout out to when they show the clip of Peter proposing to Canis and Caesar is just right there, like holding her hand in the middle of the two of them. Oh, he's so funny. Of course he was present for their proposal. Absolutely glorious. Sorry, um, spoilers for The Hunger Games. Yes, massive spoilers for The Hunger no, Games. No, this is fun because we, <laughs> the, the premise of this podcast originally is we wanted to do characters that had an interesting like book to movie adaptation. O- originally, do you remember? Do you remember this? Oh, was it? Yeah, in like when we were coming up with it in the middle of 2021, we okay. well, I mean we were going to talk about any character, but in particular, mm. that's why we started with Jamie. Like we really wanted to do like an adaptation. Yeah. And yeah. so originally, from the very beginning, I still have the notes in my book that the second character yes. we had planned was Katniss. It was going to be Jamie, Katniss, and then yeah, then Vision. Yeah. And then we so. couldn't get access to the movie, so we switched to Eleanor. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But, yeah, and it's kind of become a bit of a, a, a joke between us now. Of, like, we plan to do a character, and like, yeah, that's not happening. That's like Katniss, that's not happening. Yeah, well, it, for so long it was going to be, and then we just... Uh, it's it's a big task. But um, mm. the, the new movie's coming out, so... Yeah. Here we are. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna, obviously we'll talk about Katniss. I did kind of want to chat this episode a bit, because... 
we obviously grew up with the Hunger Games. Yes. Like, this was like, I, I mean, this is a very pivotal part of my childhood. Mm, this like too. little franchise. Because we would have been between like, when actually did these books come out? I don't know. The first we movie were came in out in teens. 12. 2012. Yeah. And so I saw the first movie, then read the books, then watched the movies when they came out. But I don't know when the books officially came out. It was probably yeah. more in the mid two thousands, right? But we were we were a bit young, I feel like. It was when the movie hit that we were like twelve, we were like old enough. Yeah. I can't really remember reading the book in relation to the movie at that point. I just remember I mean uh, I have just Alright, it came out two thousand and eight. Okay. So not that long. Oh. They, they didn't wait long. They were like, we gotta make this movie, man! We gotta make this happen! (laughs) It's probably a good idea, to be fair, but... Success. Yeah. I guess I just wanted to ask you, like, I don't know, what was your, like, relationship to this, like, franchise, to this character? You know? Loved it so much. I mean, it was just... I don't know, it's one of those things, it's old enough that there was no time without it. Like, this is just one of the classics in my brain. Yeah. A classic story. I always forget that at the time it was kind of viewed as, like, a a girl movie because it had a female main character. And a love triangle. Yeah. But actually, I'm so glad every time I go back to it, I'm like, this is better than I thought it was. This is so well-crafted. So well done. But it it was viewed as, like, a girl movie. Yeah. It was kind of diminished as being a girly movie. And it's a cool dystopian action series yeah it's sick well i mean it it led to the random little burst of dystopian ya Mm. novels that came out after it well it literally it was like kind of historic this little franchise yeah because we had to put up with like three and a half (laughs) divergent movies after that jesus christ maze runner no maze runner was okay to be fair maze runner was was all right it's fine I don't think I I never read Maze Runner. I just watched the films. But they all wanted to be her so badly. They, they did. all wanted to be the Hunger Games, and they weren't because they weren't yeah. as good. No one can I've be her. Shit! I thought it was fucking shit. <laughs> it was Hunger terrible. Games was boss. <laughs> yeah. And Katniss. I mean, no no one can pick up a bow without being called Katniss. It yeah. spawned. I bet archery sales just like <laughs> quadrupled. Yeah. The things it did for the economy. Yeah. I'm sure I did a lot for young women. I don't remember idolizing Katniss as like my first female like idol, but I remember thinking she was amazing. Yeah. I yeah, I can't really remember where I stood on any I read all of these growing up. Mm. I don't really remember. Did you Did you read them before the movies came out? I read them in 2012. So I don't know where in the year. I have a feeling you might have done it like me and saw the first movie, then read them all. I don't think I did because my. To be fair, I I don't think I did because I do. The only thing I do remember is my dad coming home from work and being like, "All, all like the you know the the girls your age, like the kids your age, are all like reading the Hunger Games oh. right now." And I was like, "What is it about?" And he was like, "Kids killing each other." And I was like, "Well, that sounds horrible." And <laughs> Mum was like, "Well, that sounds horrible." <laughs> And eventually, they bought me, like, the, the book box set. Right. So it must have been, like, the buzz was yeah. happening. My dad told me about it. Weirdly. Go on, John. But Yeah. 
My my mum still can't like go near these movies. Really, to this day, like she it's just it's too much for her. Yeah, I don't think my mum would like it either. I mean, yeah, I think your mum would hate it. Yeah, probably. Yeah, how are we gonna do this? I think we'll do the books and the movies together. Mm. Yeah, I I think there's enough similarities that will point out the differences. Yeah. Are we gonna go chronologically, or by theme? You said by theme, didn't you? But obviously we don't have any themes (laughs) prepared. Uh, Yeah, that's true. Let's do chronologically then. You sure? I don't know. Are we, okay, are we going off the assumption that everyone right now listening, hello, love you, um, (laughs) that everyone knows the plot, knows what's going on, we can just talk about her in general? How confident are we? I presume so. Yeah. Yeah? I presume so. Okay. Then I think we can just talk about her in bits and pieces. Yeah? Okay. Yeah? You don't, okay. you don't seem sure. Are you sure? <laughs> um, you know what I'm like when we try and go off the spot, but um, we'll be fine. Okay. As long as okay. you're sure. Okay. It'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. Where do you want to start? I have no clue. <laughs> Well, I mean, we, I guess we're not going to really touch Gail or Peter, are we? Because we're going to oh, talk yes. about them separately. We're doing a secondary Gail versus Peter. Not in the sense of the love triangle-ness, because I know you and I aren't as interested in that. Yeah. But I think they're an interesting contrast. I think we can't really talk about them separately. Yeah. I'm yeah. not sure about them together. We'll, we'll mention them. We're not going to pretend they don't exist this episode. It's kind of impossible. Yeah. But... I think that's a fun conversation for next time. Yeah. So why do you want to start otherwise? Um, what stands out to you about Candace? I mean, why, why are we talking about her? Why, why do we like her? Why is she sick? I mean, from what I remember when we like first decided to do this episode, I remember what was so fascinating to us about Katniss was the fact that she, throughout her entire story, is constantly at the whim of the narrative. Everything's happening around her. The plot keeps moving around her. And most of the time, she has no clue what's going on. And so naturally, we, as the audience, have no clue what's going on. And we were just always so impressed by how that doesn't make her boring or unlikable. Mm. It makes her a really compelling character, even though... Like I said, she has absolutely no control of the narrative whatsoever. Do you mm. know what I mean? I know what you mean. It does kind of remind me of why we liked Eleanor, which is funny why we did her exactly, instead. Yeah. Because she's such a good audience surrogate for that reason. But she still has so much agency. Like, all of the big decisions made in this story are made by Katniss. Yeah. And yet she's in this system that by definition she has no control over. And yet she still manages to somehow like push through and and make her own decisions. Yeah. It is yeah. interesting. She's like at the whim of the story. Yeah. Cuz I mean she's still a girl boss. I mean she's a girl boss. Yeah. Such a fucking girl boss. Well, we have genuinely disliked main characters before who have been in a very similar position. I've just trying to. I've been trying to like kind of figure out what exactly it is that makes Katniss so compelling in yeah. relation to the narrative. I, I think I it's quite figure it out. 
I feel like the only thing I can think of is that her personality is so unique because this is one of the reasons that I um, want to bring up that at the time people thought that Jennifer Lawrence was doing a bad job as Katniss, to mm. which I want to say what the fuck because if you read she's the book brilliant. she's absolutely amazing because Katniss is so reserved and so quiet and so internal and she's just such like a quietly emotional person that yeah, yeah Jennifer Lawrence has to contain so m- much of her feelings and has to sit there and be so quiet and so reserved and so thoughtful yeah because that is exactly what Katniss is like. And that's such an interesting position for a main character to be in who's not too loud and who's not provoking. She is just very reserved. I think that when things happen to Katniss, I think we're fine with her, like, most of all in action because the fact that she's not saying anything makes you think she's thinking something interesting. You know, she doesn't seem like no thoughts head empty. If she's not doing something, you're like, oh, she's not doing something for a reason. I trust that she's not acting here because it's the right thing to do. And it means that you're projecting, I think, more intelligence and purpose on her than maybe we should be. And that makes us like her a bit more, I think. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. But it's such, it's a weird character to be in, especially because in the book, it's so first person, which is so unusual. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, I don't think I've read a book I've liked this much since that is first yeah. person. Yeah. Because it means everything is so completely wrapped around Katniss's perspective. Yeah. Every little thing is from her point of view. And that means that she never describes herself. Because why would she? Mm. She's never thinking about herself. And so yeah. she's kind of like this weird blank space in the narrative. Like... We don't see her acting or saying much because she's not thinking about herself. So when you're in a, th- a third, yeah. a like third dimensional environment of a visual movie, Katniss can't be doing that much because as an adaptation, it does. Yeah. She'll feel fundamentally different. Like the only way for her to feel like the book is to have her be really quiet and really reserved, yeah, and almost m- disappear, which well, I think yeah, is I mean, interesting. I mean, it's really cool that you worded it like that because, like, yeah. And- terms of like it being an adaptation in terms of how the audience views her like yeah she is like you said that has that like quietness to her but at the same and like like when thinking about the actual story itself that's literally why she's the mockingjay right yeah <laughs> because she is so easy to project what you want onto her yeah she is that blank space that you can turn into whatever you want and it works to make her a relatable protagonist and it also works in world too. Yeah. That probably is what's it. And like, I mean, that's not all of Katniss. Like, Katniss is also so yeah. compassionate. Oh, yeah. Like, it's... I, Oh yeah, I'll never want to write her off as... Oh like, yeah. Like, a YN, but like... Yeah. But like, I think when you're asking why do we like her, I think it is because the movie and the book go out of their way so quickly to show that she's so compassionate. Like... She's not emotionless. The first thing we see in both of them is her comforting Prim when she's crying and had a nightmare. She's nice to, like, all the old ladies that she meets, any young, innocent person. She's nice to Rue. She's so kind to Beady and Wyrus and Mags. Like, she's always taking this time to be compassionate. Yeah. And I think that that immediately, like, you need that in someone that's not very outgoing yeah. I think we trust and we like Katniss because immediately, no matter what, they're like, she is a really sweet, compassionate, empathetic person. I think that really helps yeah. 
Yeah. And you kind of ride with her as she is quiet and reserved throughout most of the story. Because mm-hmm. she always has those moments where without fail, she's so nice to people. Yeah, yeah. She's just really standoffish to anyone she doesn't trust. Yeah. But she just melts when she's around, especially the women in her life. Any young girl <sighs> that Katniss comes across is like, <laughs> you're my them. sister now. <laughs> I must or, protect you. Or old lady, and she's like, hey, let's yeah. hang out. What's up, Mags? It's just... <laughs> She's so lovely without fail. And I think that does so much for her. Yeah. It's only when Hamish comes stumbling in that she's like, I already have beef with this man. Like, she's decided <laughs> I'm going to have beef with these people. And mad yeah. respect. She has so much strength. I fucking love her. I love, yeah. I love that she's a woman who's not afraid to be angry for almost no reason. Like, she will beef with Hamish mm. when he hasn't deserved it yet. But you're like, go off, queen. Fucking go yeah. off. It's great. It's very stressful. Yeah. I'd lose my shit too. Exactly. A woman who's not afraid to just lose her fucking shit. She's an icon. Yeah. Yeah. She's all of us. <laughs> She's everything. He's just Ken. He he being any man in this story, except for Finnick yeah. yeah. He is also yeah. everything. He is everything. I think Finnick could have been a good Ken. I don't know about Sam Kaflin because everyone seems to think he's a bad actor. I don't think he's a bad actor. I don't think so either, particularly. I, think he's fine. I don't know, it's weird to think that he'd be too old to be Ken because Ryan Gosling isn't like 20. No. And he's perfect. True. Yeah. But I don't Stopping know. Stopping ageist, Rhiannon. I can't figure out Old people can be Ken know. too. <laughs> Elderly, decaying people like Ryan Gosling can be Ken too. <laughs> The OAP Ryan Gosling. <laughs> How old is he, like 42 or something? Yeah, something. That's some basic stuff about Katniss as to why we like her. Yeah. I think, I think so. she makes sense. I feel she, she feels complete as a character. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I like her. Yeah. I like her. I mean, speaking of, obviously, she has relationships with, um, like, people she views as similar to her sister. Yeah. Like, we have that connection with Rue, who obviously feels like Prim. I, I realized when I was watching the movies earlier how obviously we know that the the series is bookended by the deaths of Rue and Prim, basically. Like that's like yeah. a, a symbolic thing that's meant it's, to be it's noticeable. The canon event, if you will. Yeah, if you will. But it's also I like how the series is also bookended by those events because they're like with Katniss, they're innocent people dying that just pushes her over the edge. Like, the first instance yeah. of the Mockingjay, like, three-finger salute is when Rue dies, right? Yeah. yeah. Obviously, it's given to her when she goes into the games, but, like, when she gives it back, that's the moment. Mm-hmm. And the end of the revolution is when Prim dies, and Katniss, like, goes yeah. bonkers and kills Coin. And to me, it's yeah. like the series is ended by, beginning and ended by Katniss's actions at her, just like unbearable, like rage at those young girls dying. That feels yeah. quite poignant to me that like they, they're not, it's not incidental that they happen. Like they push Katniss to interaction that both begins and ends all the events, which I think yeah. is the core of Katniss's character where she has the rage and she has the violence, but it's only because you just push mm-hmm. her over the edge by killing someone that she feels so attached to. Like, it's always yeah. roots back to her genuine compassion. You always feel for her. And you're always like, yeah, you get that bitch. You go kill that bitch with that fuck-ass <laughs> bob. You do it, Catelyn. 
doing Katniss. <laughs> oh, that fuck house, Bob. Effie, oh, just being boy. like, the only thing that needs a revolution is that haircut. You get her! <gasps> slay. Honestly, Effie is such a slay. I'm... I'm obsessed with her. I, I was watching more, more obsessed with it every time I watch it. I was watching Pitch Perfect yesterday and I'm just like, oh, Elizabeth yes. Banks is such a fucking sleigh. And Cocaine I'm Bear. So what a sleigh. <laughs> obsessed. Yeah, yeah. Um But yeah, I the relationship that Katniss has with people in her life is really important. I mean like the paternal figure of it all. Like Yeah. The the shadow of her dad. Hamish, who becomes her dad, and like Snow, that's this weird paternal figure that's like taunting yeah, her. Like evil step grandpa. <laughs> evil step grandpa. And then Plutarch, <laughs> who's like this like begrudgingly respecting, like yeah. weirdly intelligent uncle of hers. And then Coin, <laughs> that to me is the manifestation of her mummy issues. Yeah. Like Katniss yeah. is almost so mesmerized by like finally a woman I can respect. And like, oh, mm-hmm. you're also a dictator oh no <laughs> like it's easy to forget how young Katniss is and I think do you know what Jennifer Lawrence's voice is so high in the first movie that I'm like yeah Katniss is like 17 yeah she's a baby she's she really, really of course she has all these like paternal and maternal figures in her life throughout the books because she kind of mm. needs them yeah but, oh yeah I mean we I thought they delve more into the the dad dying in the book, don't they? They really don't yeah. touch on it very much. In no, the, he comes, he like pops in in some like horrible like dreams and flashbacks and shit. But like even then, it's just like pictures of him. It's never yeah, and it's used but as like, like in the book. The... It's like a thing. Yeah, he's more of a person in the book. I feel like in the movie, it's just a justification as to why the mum isn't very yeah. present. But in the book, he's like a the dude. Book... I think the book tackles the mum a lot more as well. Yes. Like, I reckon you could watch those movies and not know about much of the beef between Karen yeah. and her mum. It is traumatising. Yeah. Do you want to talk about it? What, like the whole, all the mum stuff? I mean, you can a bit if you want. I mean, I'm not really, it's like 10 years since I've read this book. But listen, <laughs> Me isn't too. That, isn't that just whole complex that her mum, do we actually know her mum's name? Probably. What the hell is Kent's mom's name? Uh, Mrs. Um, Everdeen. <laughs> Mrs. Everdeen. <laughs> Keep going. Um, obviously kind of just broke down when their dad died, like, really suddenly and really tragically. And so Katniss, being the eldest daughter, had to step up and kind of never step back down. <laughs> yeah. And literally is the makeshift kind of patriarch of this family, in yeah. a way. Kareen. Kareen Everdeen. She's not looking Kareen. She doesn't. She looks like a... Cassandra. Sandra, yeah. I see that. It's so weird because Katniss is like sandwiched in between needing to be an adult for so long and then yeah. remembering that she's just a kid. And the, the you can yeah. feel the weight squishing her throughout the story. Yeah, but obviously she lives in this world where it's impossible to be a kid. Yeah. Like, it's literally impossible, because I'm sure you are told from the minute you are able that, like, prepare for Pick up um, that knife. possible death. Do you have any knife tricks? Yeah, and if you, if you win the knife fight, we all get to live and eat, Yay. and the famine will reduce. Yay! Yay. It will never happen, your- though, because no. it's capitalism out here. It was capitalism all along. Wow. Wow. We figured out the Hunger Games. We di- oh, wait, is no this movie about capitalism? <laughs> no. <laughs> Meanwhile, we have the fucking, like, 
um, obvious Roman Empire stuff with the drinks that make you throw up and pee is like, people are starving in 12, and it's like, okay, guys, I, I was aware called of this. Caesar. <laughs> Caesar like, Flickerman. Yeah. The, cut to the Roman, like, drums banging as the chariots, chariots. roll down. <laughs> is this about, like, empires? And, and classism? No. My love triangle movies were about my class. Love triangle movies. <laughs> uh, um, I'm trying to look yeah, at my notes, but they're all random shit. I mean, I mean, we haven't talked about Prim specifically, have we? No. Maybe. I mean, I I don't. I feel like I feel like it's an interesting part of her character. The fact that. Katniss has clearly spent her, entri- her entire life trying to shield Prim from, like, reality and the world that they live in. Mm. Because, I'm not gonna lie, that family was a bit fucked when Katniss went into the games, because all Prim could do was get cheese from her goat. Yeah. But it's because Katniss never, doesn't take Prim out hunting, because it's too yep. dangerous. Mum is just mum's fucking useless. I don't know what she's doing. <laughs> Katniss puts her name in so many times in the bowl to get them food, and Prim's yeah. name is in there once. Yeah, I, I, I don't even know where I was going with this, but like she, yeah, she shoulders just, the burden and inadvertently yeah. leaves Prim useless when she's gone. Yeah, and obviously we do learn later on in the books. Like Prim really does have her own merits. Like she's a she's nurse, a nurse she's gonna queen. Train, she's going to be a doctor. Like let's she's gonna go. Train she, to be was. A she, she was. was a she was a doctor. Rest in peace. Oh, R.I.P. Prim. And so you know, like they they probably would have been fine. Like the family would have been fine. But it's like Gail. Well, Gail would have had to look after them. Like yeah. Oh, and the like. I suppose it's the slap in the face horror of all the work Katniss has put in to protect proof in this world yes. can just come crumbling down as soon as luck intervenes. And that yeah. look on her face, obviously she's upset when she volunteers for Prim, because you know, she doesn't want Prim to die, but also yeah. like, oh, everything my life has been about was for nothing was because for nothing. luck wasn't in her favour. Oh yeah, she was fully standing there just like, how? <laughs> no, no, hold on. Statistically. I, I Do you know what? If she's up there, she was like, can you kind of this bowl for a second? Can I just rifle Can through just, and just make is, is sure? Her name, every name, does Snow already know what was gonna happen here? Or <laughs> somehow he's omnipotent enough. <laughs> no, it's utter bullshit. <laughs> I mean, I know it's the point. I know it's the point is the odds, and I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah we read the book. Story we point. get it. It's, it's kind of great. It's like, the premise. We love to see it, but it's also like. Are you fucking kidding? Are you fucking serious? Yeah. I but do like, like... No, go on. I was gonna say, like, it's kind of interesting that she is... Was she, like, the first or the second person to ever, like, volunteer in her district? I think I remember first. It was a, yeah, it was, like, a thing, wasn't it, that she yeah. volunteered? No one volunteered no in this district. No one else volunteered for their siblings in this <laughs> district. <laughs> now, hold on a minute. That's actually a good point. Katniss has gone above <laughs> and beyond here. Can I just say fair I mean, play to not gonna lie, I don't know about you, but to my fellow sibling homies out there, I am volunteering. I'm just saying. <laughs> I can understand. Yeah. I can't could really be a speak mood. on it, but I'd like to think you would volunteer. Would you volunteer for me? 
Okay, I'm actually genuinely going to okay. think about right. it. Okay, all right, here we are. And the volunteer for District... Um, let's say we're five. District okay. five is Margaret Turnbull. <laughs> all right, I'm walking up. All right, I, wait, I see. Oh, no, it's me. Okay, I, everyone's <laughs> looking at me. I kind of shuffle towards the side. Now I'm out in the open. I'm walking up and just thinking, wow, I really wish mm-hmm. someone would just... If only someone would volunteer for little old me... I'm nearly at the steps now and I'm thinking, God, this is it. I'm going to die a horrible death. My family's going to see it. And everyone's, Rhiannon's going to see it. The person I love more than anyone else in the world, Rhiannon, she's going to see me die. If only someone would do something and I'm in the games and I'm dead. And you didn't save me. You didn't save me. The building pressure was very stressful. Why didn't you save me? I fully, I don't know. I actually don't know if I would go up. You're forgetting it's it's going against every single. Are you frozen or are you just? No, sad? I'm dead. You're sad. Okay. I'm dead. I can't speak. It goes it goes against every single <laughs> intuition to not die. I can't speak right now. I'm dead. Right, of course you're very dead. You got like shafted in minute one because you went to the the cornucopia. You saw my entrails in 4K. <laughs> And it was all your fault. That being said, I, d- okay. I, I don't know if I could This is what they you. want, Margaret. This is what they want. <gasps> no! It's not my fault, it's Snow's fault. Remember They're who the enemy against is. Each other. Remember who the enemy is. Remember who the enemy is, it's not me. I don't know if I could volunteer either, to be fair. I'd be like, oh, bye, Rhiannon. Oh, what a shame. Oh, oh it's the end of Carrot Chaos, that's sad. <laughs> oh no, it's the end of Carrot Chaos. Oh, podcast in the district. Welcome back to Character Chaos. Uh, I haven't eaten in three days, and I live in a dystopia. Yeah, I currently no. have rabies because I ate a horrible rabbit. <laughs> Just remembered, uh, do you know how many podcasts there would be about the games? Welcome back to day two of the games. Oh, do you know what? No, no, we're a month out from the games. All right, let's have a look at the stats. How's it doing? That would be us. Oh, would that be? Oh, that's yeah. That's what we do. We're in the capital, and we have a podcast about the games. And we also do commentary. We're like the mini Caesar. We're not even Caesar. We're like the mini mm. Caesar. Yeah, we have like a like a YouTube live stream. <laughs> it's called like Are Y'all Hungry or something? <laughs> oh no! Hungry for the gossip? <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be us. Um, But yeah, no, I think that's a good point that all these bitch-ass people in District 12 never volunteered for their family or their friends. I I refuse to believe that someone else hasn't volunteered for, like, their sibling. I get friends. It is is basically dying. It is is basically a little suicidal. That's what I mean. (laughs) That's what I mean. Come on, guys. (laughs) 74 years. Do you know what? Unless you are really raised with that mentality of like, yeah, you picked. That's that's brother Jim dead. Like, maybe you, know you are just like. I have something to say. Hear me out. If Gail mm. really loved Katniss, he should have volunteered for Peter and got in to save her. What about that, Gail? Huh? What about that? I think Gail's too old. Oh, He's, did he, he have one year left? He was standing there. You are. He was standing in the crowd when Peter got picked. He's eighteen, right? It's his last year, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Get up there, Gail! Huh? You think you're that strong? Every time she kisses Peter in the arena, you're like, oh no, it should have been you, mate. If it was really that bad, should have been you. 
We can hold that against him as well, because literally the next year, Peter volunteers for Hamish <laughs> so he can protect Katniss in Do the arena. Do you know arena. what? The signs were there from the beginning. Bitch-ass Gale never... He was never worth men anything. Do you know what? Men, men, men really ain't shit in this society. We're here. <laughs> We're here being like, oh, would you volunteer for me, Margaret? And all this stuff. And Gail won't even volunteer for the love of his life. Gail's like, oh, guess Katniss is gonna die. Nothing I can do. Oh, Mate! Shame. Men also, ain't shit. I, I reckon he would have, like, given the, the Everdeen family food for, like, 18 months max before he gave up. <laughs> I before he was like, before he was like, ah, I don't know. I, I mean, we were friends, maybe acquaintances. Me and Katniss, <laughs> we weren't really that close. <laughs> Meanwhile, he used to say, like, right, Mister Gale Everdeen <laughs> Hart in his diary. That's what he was writing in the mines on the little stones. <laughs> Mister Gale Everdeen K plus G <laughs> forever or the next three days. No, we hate Gale on this podcast. Yeah, we'll we'll get into This Gale. is not Gale friendly. Peter no, I don't Supremacy. Gale friendly anymore. Maybe Chris Hemsworth. It's Liam Chris? in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I confused you. Larry Hemsworth like, is say, is a, a Gale Hemsworth? supporter. Who's the actual other Hemsworth? Is it Luke? Yes. It's Luke Hemsworth, right? And Larry. <laughs> I mean the real one. Larry and Luke, there are four Hemsworths. <laughs> Stop! That is actually the funniest joke ever. I, I'm sorry. I, how are they allowed to do that? Can I once again say Don't how know. they must know the Hemsworths personally, right? They were slandering the parents by saying they abused their son, Larry Hemsworth. I'm only a children's doctor, you know. <laughs> Fixing baby spines is just as important as acting. No, no, go watch The Good Place. <laughs> go watch go The watch Good Place good season place three. The Larry Hemsworth content. <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't even know. We were just talking about volunteering. I mean, look, it's it's um, it's, it's rough it's out noble. there. It's great. She fair play to her. I mean, it's the moment, right? Do we need to talk about it? The moment where she volunteers for Prim, legendary people, parodies people still for use days. That gift now, yeah, and honestly, it's the most iconic thing that's ever happened to anyone. Yeah. Also, side note, my laptop's on 74%. Happy, happy 74th annual Hunger Games! Yay! Yay! I like how we see what Katniss's life would be like if she chose it right at the beginning, which is just her peacefully being in the forest, which is the life she chooses at the end. Aww. It's just her chilling, hunting, That's hanging all she about. What to do? Just sit in a forest and shoot some birds, you yeah, know? Yeah, just chill. Yeah. I like that we see what her life would be like if she had the choice. Yeah. And also, once again, thank the gods that was her arena. Fuck me. The chances. Twice, basically. The rainforest. Yeah. The the fucking odds. Do you know what? I think it's just because they only had the money for one location, so they just chose the forest. (laughs) They reused the (laughs) They reused the forest. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because I can't think why Snow would be like, okay, she thrived last year in the forest. We'll stick her in a slightly warmer forest this year, and we've got her. I bet Snow was like, now nah, we can't do the forest, and Plutarch was like, hear me out. Have you heard of <laughs> blood, rain, tsunamis, monkeys, and, and poison fog? And Snow's like, I'm Sold. listening. Let's do it. Have you heard of the TikTok goes the clock? <laughs> no, honestly, I... 
I need to see like the behind the scenes of Plutarch manipulating Snow for like three years. I love this so. I just ah oh, Plutarch. I need I'd to su- see it. Can I suck Plutarch's dick, please? Because I am obsessed <laughs> with him. What a legend! That's what a father sneaky right there. legend. Papa. Yeah. Legend. No, not even Papa. Father. Daddy. Mother. <laughs> mother. The first mother. <laughs> the first mother was Plutarch Hemsley. <laughs> I stand by it. <laughs> I love that. I'd love to be a games maker. If I had no moral values, I'd love to be a games maker. I think you'd be a good games maker. Really? Yeah. Thank you. I don't... What would I do? I could do? kill some kids. What would I do? Um... I could see you being, like, a stylist. Ooh... Oh, I'd love to be on the stylist. I see that for team. you. Oh, I love that. <gasps> yes. Oh yeah, just give me I see this kid for you. And I'll design the death look. <laughs> the death look. <laughs> no, because you just walk around to be like slay. No, those I other kids. Slay. <laughs> slay the other tributes. Slay. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry for your loss. <laughs> Good luck in the arena, slay. You'll be fine, kid. You're gonna be just fine, J.K. Ooh, 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 ooh. Can we talk about cinema? Talk about what? Cinema. Not cinema. Cinema. C- cinema? Yes. What do that you mean? F- the first Hunger Games movie okay. is directed by... Wait, where is it? Who's it directed by? Because it's it's it just this movie has a specific director who gave birth, in my opinion, to Shaky Cam. I know they didn't, but like <laughs> in my brain, it gave birth to the mm-hmm. Shaky Cam. And... I'm vaguely, it's Gary Ross, vaguely obsessed mm. with the use of shaky cam. This movie, the first movie, do you know what? It's it's growing on me as like, I think the best because it has such mm. a distinct, not indie yeah. feel, but it doesn't feel as slick as the other three. I know what you mean. And I think it works so well with how just like viscerally first person we are with Katniss. Yeah. Like just so so intensely like unsettled in her perspective the other movies mm-hmm. have this like more objective like sleek higher budget still like crisp colorful feeling to them and yeah. this movie is saturated it's like slightly yeah. fuzzy it's shaky it feels so subjective and unsettled in a way that I'm vaguely obsessed with. And I think it adds so much to Katniss because we feel like we're in the subjective space with her. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Like, they really, really do a lot with the direction, the sound, the cinematography, everything to make it feel like this is Katniss's story. Like, and obviously, you know, we start, we lose that as it goes on because we've got bigger fish to fry than Katniss yeah. surviving. Yeah, Francis got- Lawrence is like, mm, we don't have time for this artsy shit. Yeah. Even though I do but like yeah, the way the rest I, I of the show. I see what you mean. I. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think. Like, would I would I call the first one like the best one? I don't. I don't know. Maybe, but like, yeah, I get, I get what you mean. It feels it feels like a different movie to the rest of them. Like the mm. the final three feels so like contained, mm. and then the first one really feels like it's on its own a little bit, but like in a good way. Mm. It just has such a visceral feeling to it, and yeah. obviously, people think about it in the sense that when the games begin, we have that scene where everything goes absolutely silent when the kids are killing each other. Yeah. And because up until that point, if you haven't seen the film before, you're like, they're not really going to do this, right? And then they do it. Mm-hmm. And the camera is like shaking. It's yeah. like rolling about. But you feel it for the rest of the movie as well. 
Yeah. And then they do these crisp wides when it's like in the capital. Like Caesar's talk show has this like really sleek feel to it. But every time you're like with Katniss in the wild, in like an unnerving situation, it's like close up. It's like it's someone's clearly holding it like it's it's moving. It feels so unsettled. I just think it it really works and it it works in Katniss's character's favor, I think. Do you know what, like, you saying all that, like, I watched um, um, Blackberry recently in cinema, really good movie, would 100% recommend, but they do actually a really similar thing. It's so fucking cool when you notice it when you watch the movie, but at the beginning, obviously, the main characters are working in a really tiny little company, and it's shot like a mockumentary. There's absolutely no confessionals or anything, but there's shaky cams, there's like zoom ins to the character. It feels like you're watching The Office, Mm. weirdly. And then obviously, Blackberry gets huge. They start like working for all these big companies. Um, Everyone's making like billions of dollars. And so by the end of the movie, the camera is completely still, and there's just wide shots, zooms in, zooms out. And it's like so crisp and so clear. And obviously it's meant to show that everything's gone corporate and everyone's lost mm. their humanity and their morality and no one's who they used to be. Like and it's I was honestly I'm so obsessed with I can't wait how they did it. It was Margaret, it was so cool. Because I, I noticed it in the last thirty seconds that it had changed. Ah. And I was like, fuck. But yeah, my point is I feel like they've done the exact same here where you start it off quite naive and quite like obviously we meet Katniss and she is like quite poor and she is really out of her depth and she has no clue what she's doing and then you get to the second movie where she knows what she's doing and she knows how to work the capital and everything does feel more corporate and inhumane and mm. so it works that it looks better and it's crisp and it's still mm. do you know what I mean I feel like it's yeah, a similar no, totally. kind of effect there I kind of wish they'd gone back to the shakiness for the final movie but I guess just like not what Frances Lawrence wants to do yeah, I but like so. I don't know, I don't know much about Gary Ross who directed the first Hunger Games, but like bringing up Blackberry is great because I know Matt Johnson does mockumentary kind of filmmaking, and he's used yeah. to that. Like, so I, I totally get why he did that, and I can't wait to see that movie. But I think go watch it. It's I, I feel like it's uh, people talk about the shaky cam like it's an observation, but I think it's mm. and I know that's just Gary Ross's style probably, but I think it's so effective and it's a great choice for this movie. Yeah. Because it's it reminds you how upsetting these events are. Like, it prevents you from being desensitized to it. Yeah. It's just it makes so it unsettling. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really appreciate that. I think yeah. it helps with Katniss because it makes her feel more isolated in the image. Mm-hmm. And makes her perspective feel so isolated. Yeah. yeah. And obviously when we have scenes where Katniss is not present, which are not in the book, because everything in the book is Katniss's perspective, but in the movie there's stuff with snow... And stuff with Caesar that Katniss is not able to see, but helps the audience to see it. And that is crisp and still and completely objective. And then we're back with Katniss. It's subjective and shaky. And I like that a lot. Yeah, I like like it a lot. It's such a good choice. It's attention to detail and it just makes it stand out from any other kind of like franchise movie. Yeah. It just makes it a little bit different. It's like adding a fourth dimension of like personality to it. Yeah, yeah. I I love that shit. Cinematographers can do that. Yeah. I fucking love it. Yeah. These movies are great. I know we're meant to be talking about Katniss here and we kind of are, (laughs) but like these movies are just great. I love 
Katniss in the first movie. It, there's so much that mm. I, I just can I just can I just reiterate oh. that Jennifer Lawrence is amazing. Just so quickly, I just yeah. I'm so angry that it, I, when I remember it was a thing that people said she was shit. Jennifer Lawrence is amazing in general. She's amazing in this movie. She's yeah. genuinely everything is so calculated. Yeah. Yeah. To the point where you see moments in Catching Fire and Mockingjay where she gives a bit more like Jennifer Lawrence's personality. Like, you know that scene where Joanna's stripping in the elevator and she's giving this face of like, what the fuck? Yeah. That's, like, that's like so Jennifer Lawrence that it takes you aback and you remember that every other second of these movies, Jennifer Lawrence is doing such a great job of feeling Katniss so viscerally that her yeah. entire demeanor is a 360. Yeah, yeah. I oh, love yeah. it. No one has mastered the like face of realization as she realizes something else has gone wrong <laughs> or someone else has died or been tortured like she just has this absolute perfect face followed by an absolute breakdown but <laughs> it's just incredible she, yeah. she's mastered it she's no one else is going for the oscar maybe a few people she's going for an imaginary oscar and absolutely movies. she has this underlying like feral panic yeah. That is great. It's great. I think it's also a choice to make Katniss seem more like like a wild animal, like in the arena. Like they all feel a bit more feral. Yeah. And Katniss gets more and more hyper and stressed and like out of touch. And like I love I love the way Jennifer Lawrence does stuff in this movie. I can't even pinpoint it because I don't know anything about acting. But she's fucking killing it. And I'm enraged. <laughs> I'm enraged that she was underappreciated for so long and people thought it was just a girl movie. It is a girl movie. Fuck you. It's a yeah, great it girl, a movie. girl movie. <laughs> Only girls get to have this movie. You all had your chance and you yeah. called it a chick flick. You don't get to have this movie anymore. No. Men ain't shit. No. This is all our movie now. crawling back when Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes comes out, but no. No. You had your chance. Rachel Zegler is ours and this is our movie. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, I'm... I mean, do you want to bring up, like, how Katniss acts, like, in the games themselves, and then maybe, like, how she is in the, like, revolution? Like, I don't know, is, is there anything interesting to say about, like, what she actually does when she's in the arena? I mean, I feel like I was really noticing this time, I was trying to track her progression, and I feel mm -hmm. like when you do really pay attention, you really feel how, um, how much PTSD she has. <laughs> oh no. Because, like, she's basically, like, so quiet and so, like, green at the beginning. Yeah. And when she goes into the games, obviously it's such a traumatic experience that you can feel her develop this, like, hardened confidence. But there's yeah. something about Catching Fire where she just, you can feel she's more of a hardened person. Like, you can yeah. feel the PTSD in her, not even when she's just having panic attacks. Like, you can feel in general there's a, yeah. a, a layer around her now where she is so much more hardened from the arena and then you feel it in the revolution when like the challenges keep building and she does flounder yeah. but you feel she grips them harder every time and you're just watching her and you're like fucking baby like she's getting so brought down every time and you yeah. feel her she gets stronger but she also just keeps getting closer to the edge and you yeah, feel I like mean... her her becomes so much more unstable yeah completely i mean i feel like you really notice it by how she really is able to learn so much quicker every time when she is, you know, being used or being manipulated. Like, I don't think Katniss, at the end of her story, would have fallen for, like, in the first games when they were like, oh, two people can win oh, the yeah. games now. She would have never, like, fallen for that at the end. Like, I yeah. feel like she really 
is able to like learn her lessons and everyone is manipulating her everyone is lying to her constantly constantly but by the end obviously you know the final moment is her um shooting mm. coin because she realizes that she has been manipulated and you know etc etc yeah. shit kind of a girl but, boss like, though gaslight like, geeky girl dictatorship girl boss I'm a bit obsessed with her. She's a little mother. Like, I, there's the, uh, the monochromatic sleigh. Uh-huh. Every, I'm a like, bit obsessed. I was living for every interaction that her and Plutarch had. Oh. Every oh. back and forth. Because it was, like, like laced in, like, sarcasm, like, passive aggressiveness. Because they clearly had different ways of going about things. But yeah. neither of them wanted to actually call each other out. <sighs> Mum and dad, right there. I love <laughs> them. amazing. Power couple. <laughs> but um yeah i think what i was just trying to say is that she she learns a lot yes a lot she does and bless her she really has to a lot of stuff that no one should have to learn no <laughs> and i suppose it's interesting because you're right no one ever tells her what's going on because no. she's not good at keeping secrets she totally wears her heart on her sleeve <laughs> like if they told her the revolution she was ha- happening she would have given it away well, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's a massive part of her character as well. And it's the massive difference between her and Peter. She has pride, whereas mm. he is able to completely get rid of that to survive. Yeah. That's how she survives, because Peter doesn't have any pride. My boy. <laughs> My poor Sleepaker's boy. No pride. He does slightly, but not really. Not, not, nothing he's not willing to give up. Yeah. I like, think Katniss does teach him some of that pride, which is nice. I think he res- yeah. respects Katniss in that way and like responds yeah. to that. Oh, he's such a sub. I love him. <laughs> I love Peter. <laughs> but yeah, she she just she wears her heart on her sleeve. She can't keep a secret. She's yeah. so emotional in such a good way. Yeah. Like she's not good and she doesn't want to keep secrets. Like she doesn't want no. to be secret. She doesn't want to be a snake. One of the things I'm obsessed with is that finally we have another main character who is not a hyper intelligent genius. Like, she's dodged that bullet because it's not that she's dumb. She's just resourceful. She's not a super intelligent genius. In fact, you can tell most of the time she's not really sure what's happening, but she is so resourceful. Like, she Uh has so many skills and you can just have mad respect for her for that reason. But it's just nice having a character who's no one's pretending she's 10 steps ahead of you or them or the audience or anyone. She's smart. She's like as smart as an average person, but she is incredibly resourceful. And that's yeah. a skill that carries her through and you like fully respect her for, but it doesn't make her unrelatable. Yeah, yeah, completely. And you're right, it doesn't like, mean that she falls for things all the time, but that's a great mm-hmm. narrative. I love characters making say, mistakes like, like that. Yeah, it's interesting to watch and it's interesting just as an audience member as you're sitting there watching Catching Fire like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, even when you know what's happening you're like, what's happening again? Who knows who? Wait, wait, so does he know yeah. that? Wait, what does Joanna know? So did everyone know about this? Do they know about it already? Wait, is this happening? Yeah. I can't. How long did they yeah. all know? Yeah, I, I hardly remember anything from, like, consuming this media the first time around. But I remember, like, Plutarch actually being a good guy. It was quite, like, a cool, like... Yes. Moment. Because he's... Yeah. Because he's so dodgy. Oh, he's so, so slimy. Well, that's why I he's love... I That's why I kind of love Katniss's interactions with Finnick. 
Because yeah. at the beginning, Finnick is such a perfect foil for Katniss. Like, obviously, mm. they end up being besties, Gucci gang. But <laughs> at first, it seems like they're setting him up to be a, a rival. Like, in the first games, yeah. you have the Korea tribute, who's this man who's really fit, and he's really big, and he's arrogant, and he's cocky, and everyone loves him. Yeah. And, you know, Kato gets traditionally fucked. You know, he in the mm-hmm. first he movie, he, he and Jack Quaid get absolutely sliced, as they oh, should. Rest in peace, Jack Quaid. Nepo baby of the century. But yes. then in the second movie, they introduce Finnick, and you're like, okay, here we go again. Oh, and he, here he's, it the, is. he's the perfect foil for Katniss because of his arrogance. It's the one thing Katniss cannot stand. That's why she loves mm-hmm. young people and old people and these innocent people who are so straightforward. She loves people who are straightforward, yeah. like Peter and Gail. Like, they're straightforward people. You know what you're getting. That's why she likes Hamish. Yeah. She hates people that lie and that are yeah. slimy and unpredictable. And so she hates Finnick. And it's so yeah. funny watching her when he's revealed to be an ally and she's like, ugh, do I have to Fine. be friends with him? I just have to save this guy? Fuck's sake. Yeah, and then her, like, learning that she, like, he has just as much horrific trauma yeah. as she does. He's actually the biggest teddy bear. Yeah. But it's it's so interesting watching Katniss clearly have an easy foil, which is just arrogant liars. And then everyone she likes and trusts are just straightforward people. She doesn't like doing the mental gymnastics of, are you lying to me? I don't know. Oh, my brain hurts. Well, yeah, it's the exact same thing with Joanna, right? It's like, she meets her like, okay, she's a bitch. Great. Love it. Absolutely. God damn it, there's layers. God damn it. No, honestly, if we're talking about queens, Joanna, Mm -hmm. every time I watch these movies, I'm like, fucking step on me. I love her so much. I can fix her. I know she's messy. I know she's nuts. I can fix her. I promise. I love her so much. I will fix her. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, I, I love watching Katniss she's interact. Happy. She's not. Guaranteed. I absolutely hope she finds not. some happiness. Guaranteed. Absolutely not. I love my girl, but probably not. But yeah, it's I, I like that Katniss, she's so fun because she's not afraid to hate someone for no reason. Yeah. I, I honestly mad respect. We've all been there. I respect that. <laughs> honestly. But her and Finnick become best friends. Mm, they become the best friends. I know they're best friends. Oh, the, the bit. Oh, I've watched a part. I've, for me, I watched part one this morning. I've watched the other ones in the week. It's really weird. But like the bit. Wait, you part watched part one. two before part one? Yeah. Oh. You know what I'm like? <laughs> I didn't know you were like this. <laughs> no, go on, go on. Um, um, but yeah, on the, the bit where like Katniss obviously haggles and says like, I'll be the Mockingjay if you let the other victors go free. And like coin announcing to 13, like, yeah, you know, so um, Joanna, Peter, Annie. And like Katniss like going over to them. Finnick can be like, you're going to say Annie. I-, I bargained for Annie too. And like Finnick's just watching just like, Okay, she said Annie. Oh my god! Like literally two seconds before Coin said it, like she didn't need to, but she did just to give him like a. You, don't like, worry, you're not hallucinating. She's gonna say Annie as well. Oh, yeah, oh, they're, they're she did that for friends. him. She pulls Finnick out of a out of a terrible place in part one. Finnick's going through it. They are best friends. Oh my fin- god. The beginning of Mockingjay part one being <gasps> Finnick just being like, I wish she was dead. I wish we I all wish were I dead. dead. Like, oh my god, baby, no! Now, she has such traumatic relationships with people, but it does make sense why she loves Hamish so much. And in oh, the end, Effie, because they're... Oh, her daddy. 
dad that's father that's that's her papa i love i mean woody harrelson just the best casting oh i know we don't like him but like oh do we not like him again i can't remember i think he might be a republican um yeah that might have been it yeah okay we don't like him i I do love his acting though if i see him in something i'm like oh well he's like he's like chris pine right where i'm like oh i love your characters You, you stink but i love your characters is chris pine bad no sorry pratt Sorry. Okay. I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna oh scam no. You like no, no, that. no, no, no. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. What's no. over the five stages of grief over this? <laughs> back up, back up. Chris Pine, un- <laughs> Untouchable King. Uh, yeah, Woody Harrelson. Hamish Abernathy. Oh, my favorite. And it's just like he's such show a good surrogate father. Show, yeah. show us the games. Show us the 50th anu- annual the Hunger Games. Yeah. yeah. That's the one I want. But yeah, I just love. I love him. I love. I love his relationship with Katniss. Like, he is the surrogate father she needs. I tweeted yeah. the other day about how obsessed I am with the fact that he calls her sweetheart to piss her off in the beginning yeah. and it becomes a full term of endearment. Aww. Like, when he first meet you, he's trying to rile her up and he's like, what does he say to her? Like, to win, you need um, people to like you, which, you know, couldn't do with any harm, sweetheart. Like, you need that. Yeah. Trying to absolutely get under her skin by being weird. And then just by the end, he just calls her that. It's like, he just loves her. Yeah. Because he sees himself, he has such mad respect for someone who did the same thing as him, which has used the arena against the other players and fucking yeah. winning. And the capital hates yeah. that. And he's like, mad respect to my kids. Those are his children. Yeah, and it just shows how, like, likable Katniss is. That, like, clearly, Hay- obviously, Cl- Haymitch has done this for, what, 20 years now? 19 years? He's been... 25? Mad. 24 years? 24. 24 years he has been oh, mentoring 50 so what's kids, 20, 50 what's children 20... he's seen die. He's mentored and died. Yeah, so 48 kids, right? Yeah. Have died under his watch. Just him as well, <laughs> because there are no hell. other winners. <laughs> yes, yeah, what I mean. He's it's the only just mentor. him watching 48 children die. Like He must he's... have been so happy at the end of that first <laughs> games of like, two lived! I got two! Let's fucking go! Fuck you! (laughs) Two in one! I mean, that's what Effie is doing through. I catch you guys. My victors! My fucking victors! Look at them! Look at us! But yeah, he just. He's so broken. And he's like, here we go again. Hello to children who die. But also, like, by the way, we should all remember. Um, Katniss and Peter are like the older end of the spectrum. He is meeting 11 year olds who run into that arena and get their throats slit immediately. Like, this man is broken. And Katniss manages to give him hope again. Yeah. And Peter. Yeah. Yeah. He just cares about her. And he's able to bring her... Like, he's used basically in Mockingjay, very sparingly, to be nice to Katniss when she needs it and when Woody Harrelson needs to make a joke. Like, when he wipes (laughs) stuff on the board, he's like, I hope that wasn't important. And, like, keeps writing shit. Like, he's there to be human for Katniss. Yeah, exactly. Just like so lovely. And it does feel like Hamish is the only person who will just tell it to her straight. Like he, he will never try and like appease her, never try and sugarcoat anything. He will he's the only person that she can trust mm. to just be honest with her, which is what, you know, which is what you need when you're about yeah. to die. Yeah. Like, Effie's great, but her energy in that first movie <laughs> is barbaric. Honestly. Ignorance is not even ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is orgasmic. <laughs> denial, <laughs> denial to space. 
yeah. high yeah. as fuck on the vibes of privilege is what Effie yeah. is doing. And honestly, it's it's almost disgusting. I love her. Mm. She is the best. She looks at these kids and is like, congratulations on your death. Why don't you have better manners? That table is mahogany. (laughs) And then you have Hamish on the complete other side of the spectrum with his like fifth whiskey of the hour. Just like, you're all fucked. She was sunshine, I was midnight rain. Oh, I, yeah. I they kissed. Be. I always forget that they fully kiss. I know. It's beautiful. That's parents. So there are so many parents in these movies. Everyone's just a parent, honestly. That's just what Katniss needs. <laughs> a room full of, like, kind of dodgy, but sort of mean well parents. Mostly. Um, a lot of them dead. Mm. But that's yeah. okay. Yeah. You know it's bad when she goes up to Snow in the last movie and is like, I see you more as a parent than Coin right now. And you're like, oh, Katniss. She's like, who do I trust, Coin or Snow? These weird surrogate parents. Wow. It does feel yeah. like her parents are getting a divorce. parents <laughs> With Snow being like, your mother's lying to you, Katniss. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. I mean, should we talk about her relationship with Snow? I mean... Uh, just, sorry, just one, th- one thing I don't want to talk about now, but one thing that reminded me of is, um, you know, with her actual mum, it's yeah. so funny to me in Catching Fire when she comes back home and her mum is like, oh, how was your walk, dear? You know, to like signal that the FBI is there. Yeah. It's so funny <laughs> to me that your mum being nice to you is a signal that oh. the FBI is here. Like, I'm acting strange. How are you, darling? The FBI is here. Shut the fuck up. Do not say anything. Yeah. That's I mean, so sad. We can cut this from the episode, but I truly do think that if I walked into my house at home and my dad was like, hi, how are you? How was your day today? <laughs> I'd be like, oh my God. Oh my God, what's happened? Boris is here. I, I Richie broke that. in. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. But yeah, it just, it just cracks me up. That's how sad. But honestly, if that's what your home life is like, no wonder Snow is this bizarre intimate paternal nemesis yeah slimy bastard it's it's really odd like i mean snow is also kind of a slay like oh the looks the tone of voice i'm obsessed with when he gives his little speech and coin is like your president says that you what was it you you oh yeah the the catness was picked from a, a crowd of people and she goes Plucked. I said plucked, but whatever. <laughs> like, I don't know. He's sassy. He's really sassy. Uh, having your own calling card of the white rose, a sleigh, it's, his perfume to cover up his poison sores. I'm obsessed, obsessed with the fact that obviously he leaves the roses to freak Katniss out, but like the fact that when he bombs twelve, he clearly has a guy go back in every like week to put one fresh rose in the vase yep. for Katniss to yep. find and be like, oh, what? He knew I was here. Like just he has one guy who goes in and does that every week just so there's a fresh one so Katniss can piss her pants. Just to freak her out. What a sleigh. Like, can you imagine Snow just like on Indeed just being like, hey, looking for someone <laughs> who will put one rose in the derelict wasteland of District 12 in case Katniss will see. Capital credit. Ten pounds an hour. <laughs> 
I just, I love the the absolute slay of him in the final conversation with Kat has been like, oh, it wasn't me. You know I have no qualms about murdering children, obviously. I would never lie about murdering children. <laughs> Stop making jokes, you weirdo. <laughs> like, yeah, so funny. I've a lot of children. And yet, because he's sort of watching Katniss at the beginning. Yeah. And then, as he says, like, they start talking, they have these conversations... They're more, like, getting to know each other weirdly, and Katniss feels very comfortable immediately being a bitch to him, and he loves it, and he loves being a bitch back, and it's, like, kind of obsessed with this? Like, why do you get along so well? I bet he's just surrounded by yes-men and people. I think he just likes someone who's kind of real and will have a real conversation, (laughs) and... He just wants so, a friend! Just the idea that Katniss does something, he's like, oh, she's so real for that, you know? <laughs> she's so real! It's like, oh, she gets me. <laughs> no, I think you're totally right. Like, he clearly has yeah. oh, he has everything he wants. He's bored. I mean, I'm, pres- I'm presuming... I-, I haven't read Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. I'm just going to watch the movie, to be honest. I'm lazy. But so I'm presuming when we watch the movie, there will be a thing of, like, Lucy is like Katniss and so Snow is reminded of her. There's probably a lot there. Right. As well. And then when you rewatch the Hunger Games, you're like, oh, he's seeing Lucy when he yeah, sees Katniss. Yeah. And he's always been a- attracted or like at least amused by Intrigued. women like that. Intrigued. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm presuming someone could be listening to this and like, that is not what the book's about. No, the book's about his obsession with men who look like Peter, obviously. <laughs> And this entire time, he's just been obsessed with Peter. Katniss who? He's like, oh, I can't talk to Peter directly because he'll know I'm desperate. But like, if I get to Katniss, to Peter through Katniss, like maybe Katniss will talk to him for me. You just said they're like, oh, the Mockingjay, Peter. <laughs> Peter Malark and the Mockingjay. I can't believe he started a revolution. I love his bread. <laughs> Peter, I love your bread! <laughs> Peter, I love your work, being a rock. I love when you cosplayed as that rock. No, we're gonna have so much fun with that next episode. I can't wait for the Peter episode. Do you know what? I've never seen any of the, like, you know the parody movies? It was at the Starving Games that was, like, the Hunger Games yeah. one. I've never seen them. Can't be bothered. Not really no. a fan of parody stuff. The only clip I've seen that is actually a hilarious <laughs> joke is when Katniss is running around looking for pizza and there's a giant three-tiered cake in the middle of the wilderness. She's like, pizza! Pizza, where are you? It's a giant fucking wedding cake. That is so funny. No, I've seen that clip too. It's, <laughs> it's unbearably funny. funny. Yeah, we'll, we'll roast pizza for that. Um, yeah. But yeah, Anyways. Snow is, is interesting because it's meant to be paternal. And they mm. kind of get along. Yeah. And he is kind of real with her. He is pretty straightforward in a is. way. Like, everything he says is like another mantra of his from life. I feel like he's constantly trying to educate her. Mm. I mean, he did say he wants to keep her around. Yeah. Maybe, I suppose because originally Snow was a mentor, wasn't he? Yes. Maybe he is just, like, creating another version of himself, he thinks. Yeah. That's yeah. why I said that like Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> just a little casual it. Yoda. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll, we'll do a Songbirds and Snakes episode and talk about it. But there's something interesting with Katniss's, like, paternal figures, I think. Yeah. And I suppose maybe... I suppose it's also, like, a rejection of them, because obviously she 
has these paternal maternal figures but i think she's also at first is rejecting all of them because she thinks of herself as an adult she's like been prim's mum she's tried to protect all these people in her life she's trying to be an adult and i think at first like hamish parenting her she rejects like snow like babying her she rejects yeah especially coin and like plutarch i think she's always rejecting these figures but also Mm -hmm. like begrudgingly kind of seeing them in like a paternal way yeah yeah maybe that's what's interesting about it i don't know it's like her refusal to accept authority in particular like a familial authority (laughs) because she feels like she doesn't need it but remembering she's like 17 and does and like yeah it actually does did he yeah i don't know there must be like an element of like nihilism there within you that yeah. would kind of reject, like you said, any kind of mentoring, any kind of, like, affection. Mm. But, like, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I guess as we kind of come round to Mockingjay, we come to mm. the, like, signature best thing about Katniss, which is that, like, capital letters, she's not special. Yeah, That's the reason this revolution story is, in my opinion, so much more thoughtful and interesting than any other hero's journey is that she's not picked, yeah. she's not destined, she's not special, literally at all. She just happened to be someone that the Rebellion projected themselves onto. Yeah. And yeah, just happened like, to become the Mockingjay. Yeah, because she is the chosen one, but purely because she's in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Like, that really is it, like... Pan Am was clearly ready for a revolution. Like, they were clearly, like, gearing ready to go. Mm. All they needed was just something. And, like you were saying earlier, it all just comes back to her in the forest with Rue. Because that's what starts it, right? Yeah. And it's not like tributes had never had compassion for each other. Had never had a, like, killer instinct, but still, Mm. like, projected that back to the audience like no she just happened to do it in the right place at the right time with the right gesture with the right district who was enraged you know with Rue from 11 well yeah it's the right district and it's the fact that the capital really 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 pushed her narrative of this is the girl who volunteered for her young sweet adorable sister yeah they are the ones who told everyone caesar's bragging about it that's what makes her like unique yeah and so the people have that in their head already of like, oh, this poor girl and then her teenage sister had to volunteer. And then them watching it play out in real time in front of them is this young girl dies in front of Katniss. It's just, the capital really, the capital just set themselves up so much of Katniss. Yeah. Like, they make the wrong decisions at every single turn. Yeah. Because they want the good tv show they want to yeah. bring attention to it. they give her the 11 because they want to put a target on her back so she'll die like heroically yeah. but all it does is make her a hero to the public yeah the tv yeah. gets out of hand yeah because snow is constantly in denial about the revolution and the, and the unsteadiness and everyone's in like everyone in penn's like unhappiness because as he always he it has the mentality of, like, we need to ignore this, we need to keep going, never let them see you bleed, all of this stuff. Because if you address it, then you give it power. If you give it a name, you give people hope. And so, because they 
because of like Snow's mentality, because they buried themselves in the sand, they completely set themselves up by putting they literally put Katniss on the pedestal. They made her the Mockingjay. Yeah. She did nothing. She just tried to save some kids. Yeah, and tried to save herself and save Peter. Yeah. But that moment of winning over the capital, they knew that they were stuck. Like, they had to let them both out because then you lose the hope and then there's actually riots. Yeah. And they just fucked themselves that by the time Ooh. she'd gotten enough power, she had the advantage to just beat them at their own game. Yeah, like, in those first games, when they gave Katniss and Peter the hope that they could both win together, and when they told them that they could win together, they set themselves up in a situation of either you let them both win, and obviously the movies played out, we've seen the movies, or we, great, we let them both lose, there is no victor, all of these kids died for nothing, Revolution. Oh, viva la revolution! Can you hear the people sing, singing the song, the song of angry men? men. Yeah, it literally. is the music of the people who will not be slaves again. Beautiful. When the beating of... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> she was like this. But, yeah. And just, like, this is what... I'm just going back to Katniss in the right place in the right time. Yeah. And the capital was feeling particularly stupid that day. <laughs> yeah. Especially, well, I, what's his name? The the guy with the cool mustache who, like, has to kill himself. Senator Crane? Crane, yeah. Crane. Yes. Yeah. I mean, clown of the year. Sickest facial hair. Honestly, clown of the century. The thing is, he was too good at his job of television manager that he forgot that he was fucking the capital. He was just too good at TV. You forgot that there was, like... A million people watching these games, watching the kids die as they are starving. When I tell you, Crane would make the most bomb season of Love Island. He just was in the wrong business. He's in the wrong universe. Yes. He would be a fantastic, like, story editor, producer, casting director on Love Island. He would. It's just that Love Island right now doesn't quite determine the UK rebelling against the Tory government. Maybe one mm. day, but right now that's not quite the world we live in. I but he like was to see that play out. I'm Me intrigued. Too, actually. Do you know what? Can we, can we make that happen? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, um, just imagining that. Uh, can we get yes. Liz Truss on Love Island? Um, can you imagine, <laughs> oh, she's like the musical guest and people are like, oh my god, it's Liz Truss! Oh my god! Oh my god! Tears streaming down their faces! Um, but yeah, I think... Crane was just too good at his job of making a great TV show. Yeah. Because what a great... I mean, it's a movie for a reason. What a great narrative for that Hunger Games. Yeah. It was sick to watch. We all tuned in. Side mm. note, if you think you wouldn't tune into the Hunger Games, you would. We all would. Oh, yeah. I would be so tuned in. I would make a podcast about it. We would all be so tuned into the Hunger Games. We would. We would. It's what Big Brother is. But yeah, I think Katniss was just... She was perfect fodder for a great TV show. And she was yeah. just carried there. And then she managed... I mean, credit to her. She does manage to retain being the Mockingjay. Mm. But all she does is give a couple of great speeches. Yeah, yeah. Good for her. But she also really has to be pushed to give those great speeches. Like, they have to nearly kill her multiple times to give those great speeches. Yeah. It is... It's the revolution around her. It's Coin constructing the revolution. It's Plutarch writing the propaganda things. It's everyone on the ground level. Like, that's the great thing about these movies, yeah. is it's not Neo, it's not Harry Potter, it's not the one. It's <clears throat> a revolution is a million people 
And of yeah. course, it subverts the expectations at the end of the movie when Katniss is going on her solo mission to kill Snow and then she gets blown up and the revolution happens off screen because yeah. it's not about Katniss. You yeah. can't win a revolution on your own. She helped, but it, it has to be the revolution that does it, not her. Yeah, yeah. Like, at that point, she's done what she's needed to do. Yeah. She can't do anything else. All she needs point. to do is kill Coin. That's yeah. her ending. She still has a meaningful ending, but she can't yeah. take Snow out on her own. Yeah. But that's not this movie. Like, it's, it's not no. an espionage, like... <laughs> Me and Gail mission impossible. Get Jennifer Lawrence in Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 2, please. Mission Impossible. (laughs) She should be. But it's it's great because all Katniss needs to do is that personal revenge against the Hunger Games. When Coin says we're doing another games, Katniss's journey ends with killing her to stop it. That's so perfect for her narrative. She ends the games. It's great. That's all she needs. She doesn't need to win the revolution. That's not her story. I mean, it's stopping the games and it's avenging Prim, right? Yeah. Yes, that's true. Because that's another reason that she kills Coin in the end is because the rebels and Gale Prim. Gale, Crusty Gale. Crusty, musty Gale. Menace to society, Gale Hall. He's a menace to the entire city. Public enemy number one, unfriend Mm. of the podcast, Gale whatever (laughs) his name is. I swear his last name's Hawthorne. Hawthorne. Gail Hawthorne. Suck my dick. (laughs) Actually, don't. Exactly. Actually, don't. That's reserved for Plutarch Heaven's (laughs) 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 Beard. Apparently. (laughs) I can see your brain just going through the characters like, uh, Plutarch Heaven's Beard. Well, he's the one I said suck his dick earlier, so apparently he's my favourite. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, good for Katniss. Love her. She she was a great Mockingjay, but the whole point is that it could have been anyone else if they were in that position. Yeah. Slay. Yeah, exactly. Slay Queen. Oh, it's so funny that she can't do a propaganda thing. It's so fucking funny. Oh, it's hard to watch, isn't it, her doing the propos? Jennifer Lawrence is the funniest person alive. I love her. Have you watched um, No Hard Feelings yet? No, I will. I will. I just haven't had time. I want to watch it. Yeah. But I just love when she does the first take. And she's like, "People, but we we fight, we," and then it goes badly, and she's like, "I just, I was just warming up. I was just warming up. Give me another take. I was just warming yeah. up." Like Jennifer Lawrence is so funny. Everybody like she's just warming into it. Let's just give her another chance. Okay, it's okay, all right, reset. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got it. Let's do another one. She's, mm-hmm. oh, she's so funny. And then they have to like get together a whole board meeting to sit there and be like, "Okay, <laughs> wait, we gave her a script. That was the problem. Oh, she can't read a script. She's not an actress." This is the face of the revolution we're talking about. And they're like, fucking the girl script. who has never gone off of a script in her life and all the inspiring moments that she's done has been completely of her own accord. We're going to give her a script and then wonder why she can't act. The reality TV legend can't uh-huh. read like her sides. We yeah. need to call a meeting, an emergency meeting with the president of the <laughs> rebellion for this. It's like Hamish is literally spelling it out <laughs> on the board. She cannot act. Must improv. <laughs> yes, and Katniss. Uh-huh. I, I also love the, the, the moment, because she gets to use more of her personality. I do love when Jennifer Lawrence is, you know, doing the terms of, you know, her being the Mockingjay and saving all the other tributes. And they're like, anything else? She's like, Prim gets to keep her cat. <laughs> that is genuinely really funny. It's extremely funny. <laughs> I do love that bit. 
<laughs> Candace hates listening to her voice back. Relatable. Don't get a podcast, Candace. When she's watching the propaganda oh. thing back and she's like, oh, fuck. Oh. She's the last person in those movies to have a podcast. <laughs> Yeah, no, she wants to shut the fuck up and go back into the woods. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Peter needs to be uh, a judge on the Pan Am Bake Off. The great oh, Pan Am Bake Off. Stop it, so Peter Malark. Oh, Bake Off. Yes! Stop, it's adorable. That's where he goes for, like, uh, a month. He leaves to go back to the capital oh. to, like, film, and then he comes back home. Stop, it's actually adorable. I'm gonna write a fan fiction akin to Baked, but it's just all the characters from the Hunger Games on Bake Off. <laughs> Hamish putting alcohol into all of his cakes. Peter just making the most beautiful little cakes. The public loves him. Effie just shoving gl- like unedible glitter into all of her cakes. They can't eat it. She goes out week one. Oh my god. I'm gonna write Answer. this. I, I need to read this fanfiction right now. If, if anyone out there knows who wrote the fanfiction Baked, where all the characters from Game of Thrones compete in the Great British Bake Off, please <laughs> let me know. I would like to give them a big kiss. Because that was so good. When they yeah. were complaining that it was going to Channel 4. <laughs> <laughs> that was a whole plot line. Is the Hound was like, oh, it's going to Channel 4, isn't it? I'm leaving this season. The Hound. <laughs> the Hound didn't want to do Channel it anymore. 4. The Hound being Paul is the funniest casting. That is really good. Absolutely. Who is Prue? Who's Paul? I think it was Olena. Okay. Yeah. I was, I was just say who's Paul? Who's Paul Hollywood in the Hunger in the Hunger Games? Games. Would it just be Snow? <sighs> no, it'd be Plutarch. Be Plutarch. You Plutarch heavens. Ooh, Plutarch and Coin are Paul and Prue. <laughs> <gasps> yeah. Wait, who are Mel and Sue? Is it just Caesar and Toby Jones? It's got to be Caesar. <laughs> Caesar Pokemon and Toby Jones. So how's it going over here? Yeah. No, I'm obsessed with this. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to write this. I'm actually going to write this. I need to read this This right is what now. I'm going to write. This is what I'm submit for my screenwriting course. Yeah. I wrote episode. Do you know what? We, we can actually write adaptations. Should I write The Great Pan M Bake Off? <laughs> the Great Pan I can just imagine them getting that script just like What? <laughs> Greenlit <laughs> Yeah, we'll talk about Peter, I think, next time. Yeah, I think I'm trying to save all of my Peter thoughts. Yeah, just because like Mocking J Part 1 is just take a shot every time someone says Peter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Peter! Do you know when people make the memes of her shouting Peter and like show pictures of Peter bread? <laughs> <laughs> do you remember those memes? I do. I do. I, I, I'd never quite realised how much Mockingjay Part 2 Katniss is just fully in, like, suicidal mode. Just, like, on, like, a a suicidal yeah. mission to kill Snow. Like, she's lost basically everything and she's just like, you know what? I'm going. Yeah. What you want me to do? Send me to two. Uh, Let's go. She's just... Because she's lost Peter, yeah. she's just completely on a rampage. And so, but like somehow it doesn't work, and everyone around her dies instead. And Every Peter Sunday. somehow remembers who he is. <sighs> Peter remembers who he is. That's fine. But part two is just like, okay, the twins are dead. I don't know who you are. Boggs said, "Oh, I liked Boggs. I was really sad when he liked died." Like Boggs, yeah, he was a guy. Oh, I liked him. At least Phoenix survived. Yeah. That would have been really devastating if he hadn't. How, can you imagine if he just like died in that sewer? Oh, like, worst book. Zero out of ten. Flop of the century. It would have been. 
<laughs> Thank God Finnick lived. Uh, oh God, I'm so glad that at the end when we went to District 12, it was Haymitch, Peter and Katniss all sharing a house together and Finnick. And Finnick had <laughs> moved in. Not with his wife and baby, just Finnick living just there with Finnick. them. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, roommate. The one thing that he had to live for with his wife and baby <laughs> was Hamish Abernethy. <laughs> Why do I feel hang like... out with mates? It was a, a weird open ending, I have to admit. It was a weird <laughs> choice by Suzanne Collins to have Finnick living with them, but... It was really odd, yeah. I was I'll confused, trust the vision. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't Joanna live there too? I miss her. I love her and Candace. Do you know what? That's something yeah. from the book I wish was in the movie more. Yeah. She recovers with Joanna, and I wish we'd had that. Yeah, me too. Killing Coin was a sleigh. You better work, yeah. bitch. Even though Coin was serving in that monochromatic outfit, those boots, mm. love. Yeah. Still, well, still why the amazing. Fuck did she think it was a good idea to start the Hunger Games again? What? What the fuck the is, is that? Coin is so reasonable until that moment, <laughs> and she's, then she's like, "Hey, she- guys." She has, like, such an underlying, like, insanity to her. Like, she is terrifying, and I feel like she is about to snap at any moment. But that's just on a different level, that Her is. excuse is that the people's bloodlust won't be sated, so let's just yeah. murder the children. And it's like, like okay, after there are it, other ways. She has a point there, because we saw what happened in the French Revolution. Once you kill someone, you kill them all, and next thing you know, we're all dead. That probably would have happened. I get her logic, but the end result is just insane. It's, That's it's my just, point. It's just where we've been. Bruh, what were you against? What were you fighting against? Not even the people on trial. Just random, like, capital just kids. children. <laughs> Not even the people on trial. Yeah, do you know what? If it had been the people on trial, I might have given it to her. Yeah. But no. No. Let's get some kids. Just children. Hey, she gaslight gatekeeped and girl bossed her way to death. And we can always respect that. She really did. Lived, served cunt, died. Yeah. That's her Wikipedia page. Yeah. And good for her. Good for her. I could never, personally. (laughs) I also forget- Katniss. Sorry. I was trying to wrap up. You go. I was going to say, I always forget that it's Julianne Moore. Oh, I know. I'm like, oh, it's the book club girl. (laughs) Book club lady. (laughs) Book club. Not, you know, actor of her generation. Yeah, yeah. My brain can never register that it's her. I don't know if it's the hair. It's the bob. Yeah. It's the fuck-ass bob. Every single time those credits roll, I'm like, Julianne Moore? Oh, yeah. <laughs> she had the e-girl highlights before the e-girls. I love it. I'm obsessed. No, that that wig was everything. Yeah, yeah. The bob is bobbing. Oh, yeah. Anyway, right. Katniss is also a girl boss, is what I was saying, but that was actually a very important anecdote. Was it? Yes. Thank you for <laughs> <laughs> Now I've reflected. I don't think it was. Let's wrap up anyway. Okay. <laughs> Do right. you have anything um, else to say? We did it. 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 Thank you for listening. We love you. Yeah. Don't we, Rihanna? We really Rihanna, do. Rihanna, say we love the kids. You, I literally couldn't hear what you were saying then, so you were like, don't we, Rihanna? I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so me just like <laughs> and you're like oh uh, yeah um you didn't say you love the children what children our children the the listeners what 
We oh, gotta start this again. What the fuck is happening? Well, because I said we love you guys to the listeners, and you didn't. Like I'm five minutes to say ago. <laughs> you couldn't hear me. Okay, um, everyone who listens is great. We love you. Um, I just did my parting today. You what? It's more in the middle now, my parting. What, what do you mean? It, it was like slightly t- off to the side. It has been for years. I moved it right into the middle. Thank you for listening. <laughs> we've loved you being here, and we've loved being here. You need to let me... Do you want to take us out? I will take us out. Okay. So, if you want to support our podcast, we are character.chaos on Instagram, characterchaos underscore on Twitter, characterchaos on TikTok, and you can also find us on YouTube. Um, give us a follow, give us a like, a subscribe, anything, come say hello. Yes. Yes. I was listening. Thank you for being here. This is so difficult because I can't hear you. I swear I'm not trying to be. It's fine. It's fine. We're going to talk about Gail and Peter next week. If you love the love triangle, it's a good old fashioned Gail versus Peter. Who's better? Uh If you don't love the love triangle, honestly, neither do we necessarily. We just want to fight about them. Although we will agree that Gail rocks. It's not us fighting each other. It's us fighting Gail. Exactly. We will roll up fists at the ready yeah. and start slapping the shit out of Gail Hawthorne. Yeah. With like, Peter, get behind me! <laughs> that yeah. meme, like me holding Peter, like yelling at Gail. Yeah. 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 It's gonna be great. Be there. It's gonna be great. You better be there. Or be square. Be there or be square. Okay. On that note. As we always say, <laughs> be there or be square. We really worded that as if it's like our, our thing, our catchphrase. It should be now. Be there or be square. And thank you for listening. <laughs> this is just Caesar Flickerman thing to say as well. <laughs> thank you for listening. See you next time. We love you. We love you. We'll see you Goodbye. soon. Goodbye.